ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you all the way down in New Orleans this time. Competition is Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Hard to Paint with David Grubb. And joining me today to do a WNBA season preview is a colleague from Black Sports Twitter. (laughs) 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 The one and only Miss Jasmine Brown. Uh, Jasmine is a University of Maryland graduate, so DMV stand up. And uh, <laughs> and she covered the Washington Mystics from 2017 to 2020. And now she works over at Bleacher Report uh, in social programming for uh, Highlighter Her um, under their, their uh, brand. And she also worked for ESPN on SportsCenter as well. Jasmine, welcome to Harden to Paint. I'm so glad to have you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is the 25th anniversary of the WNBA I remember where I was when when uh, the first game was played. I was working. Um, I was at Wake Forest University. I was working for the women's basketball camp that summer and um, coaching middle school and high school girls. And the first game, we all met in, in one of the dorms uh, lobbies and had a big TV and these young girls. It was something just watching them because I didn't have the same reaction. I couldn't as a, as a man, it didn't, mm-hmm. it resonated into how important it was, but I, it's, it's the same thing that we as, as black people wanting that representation on a real stage mm-hmm. and a real um, opportunity to show what you can do. All right. And now to look 25 years later, you have a whole generation of women who have grown up with the WNBA in place, that that is a viable dream for them but there's still a lot to be done. Um, going into this 25th year, where do you think the WNBA stands uh, as a league and also as a movement? Yeah, I mean, you know, for only it being 25 and seeing, I guess it was just really nice to see the ups and the downs and to go back up because you know we did it did have its low point around that 2005-ish, four-ish <laughs> and just to see it you know research back again uh, now it's really great and I do think the help of social media has helped boost the league back up and people who are passionate about what it was uh, it, it's really nice to see because you know in the beginning you know there was some social media but People were going to the games. Of course, the dominance of the Houston Comets you know, really helped uh, the, the league. But it was just great to see how you see other leagues fold. I mean, we saw the XFL didn't even last that long. I mean, it's coming back, but it, it had folded, um, even with the AFL. So, you know, you, you see leagues fold. Um, so just to see the WNBA still continue, uh, even in, even through his low points to come back to surge is is great to see. Um, I'm really excited about this season. Uh, I think it's going to be a really great season, but it's going to be a season that's going to spark a lot of uh, what the league need to expand because we're going to see in a couple, you know, maybe today, uh, maybe in the future, some pretty um, important cuts that will mm-hmm. definitely kind of. Make people less bully them. <laughs> but uh, overall, I'm just really um, excited to see the, the league standing right now. 
since you hit on that, let's let's do let's talk about expansion, because since the draft, you know, and coaches like Derek Fisher came out and said, you know, there are a lot of good players who should be in this league who we're going to have to cut because we just don't have the roster spaces. We don't have the financial um, resources to keep this many players. There's no G League for women's basketball. There is no minor league for women's basketball. And so we're going to see a considerable amount of talent on the sidelines or in Europe that could be in this league, strengthening this league, names that people know who won't get opportunities is it time? Uh, it seems that, that the league is in a position where there is interest from even former players, men's players, entertainers who want to be a part of this league and buy into it. There are cities that are viable options. Is it time for the league to get two, maybe even four more teams? Definitely time. Um, I know the news yesterday with Tangerine Bank, not speculating anything, um, but their partnership with the WBA in Canada. I mean, that right there also, it just shows that people are interested. People are wanting to buy into the product. And I think because of how they were able to market and they see the feedback, you know, brands are looking at that. And for brands to look into that partner, want to market the players, it's showing that people are interested. And with these cuts, all those cuts can make up a team, <laughs> you know? So even, even if, even if it is like a, a developmental uh, league, at least they'll be over here. You know, it's like nobody, nobody wants to travel overseas you know, all the time. Uh, to, to play basketball, people want to stay over here. You know, they have their 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 main houses here, their family. So, it's definitely time. I mean, even if they start off with two, that'd be great. And I think the South would be a really good area. I mean, they only have what one team down there. I mean, they had two Florida, they had two Florida teams down here, but um, you know that you know, defunct and then became one of them became the Sun, but. Uh, it's it's time. Uh, it's time. I think with the expansion, more seat, more um, more fans are going to be in the games, and the revenue could possibly you know go back up. Yeah, and quite frankly, we can see now that there are women's basketball players who are ready to come, like out of their out of high school, the same way that there are men. We, we you know we saw during the NCAA season last year, saw the the year before with Sabrina Ionescu. It, there are a number of players who could come in as sophomores and juniors. Um, and that would even increase the talent level even more, but that you just, you get a bottleneck right now and there's nowhere for those players to really go. Right. Exactly. It's like you see this talent and the max it can stay was three years. I know Jill Lloyd, you know, she didn't, she, she went to the league nine C, she knows she's two time champ now, but um, you know, just just looking at that talent, I know I know that the bay about Paige Beckers, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, she she be leaving after her freshman year. Uh, so it, it, it's it's sparking a lot of question, and I, I like it. You know, I think I think for a long time the league just kind of even with their with their older CBA, it kind of just you know scared by everybody was like, okay, but now you know as people are getting more invested. Everybody's like, hold on, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> hold on, this, this needs to be talked about. And I'm liking that because it's going to start, it's going to start adding pressure on the surrounding, uh, the surrounding investors or uh, people involved with the league. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely time to, to get that ball rolling. It took a long time for the league really to have its own independence. 
It was mm-hmm. so intertwined with the NBA and really the NBA was the overseer, not really a partner. It wasn't mm-hmm. a out branch, it was a subset. And now that the league has started to separate itself a little bit more with its operations, that most of these teams are no longer under the auspices of a, of a dual ownership, mm-hmm. um, you know, the private family ownerships now, which is what you wanted to see for grassroots development of a league, that coming into its own at 25, and I think people kind of wanted it to rush and move a lot faster than it did. But now that it is coming into its own, it seems as if the league is positioning itself better in the leadership areas to have women in charge, to have players have a seat at the table. And it's it's building itself in a different model than what the NBA has as far as having the players in a real sense of, of ownership of the league in, in, a, in a way. Yeah, I mean, the... The, the biggest thing that I see right now is Renee Montgomery. I mean, she just played with the dream and now she's, she owns, she owns a team that she played for and got uh, a, a very important figure out of office to overtake that position. Um, you, you don't see that in the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. That just shows, that just shows, that's just how I guess women are just so they're just born to really just lead and take that initiative of look I'm gonna fix this if it's not right, and Renee McGregor I mean that she she just does she's done so many things I stand her so much because it, it took it didn't even take that long and now you see the changes that she's making um mm-hmm. with you know the the coaching and the assistance and the even on the broadcast team you know with the china and all i mean it just it's just it's great to see um that happen if if more i guess if more i can i can see more former players doing stuff like that if teams expand uh i, I mean houston would come to mind i would definitely i would definitely bet that Cheryl and Tina and Cynthia would have a say in what will go on on that team. And that will definitely spark people to come look back. Cause if you, even if you ask the, 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 the casual WBA fan, they probably won't know some of these players, but you mentioned some of these players from 1996, they're going, they're going to rip them names off. Like it's nothing. So all that takes into account, like how, the, well, what the league should do because you have you kind of have to pull into that past to get people back interested again. So uh, I like that a lot. What do you think the biggest obstacles are for the league right now that it needs to address? Um, as far as I think the encore product is fine, and mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that there are a number of different styles of play. I think the the WNBA style of play is more diverse than the NBA style of play right now. Um, you can see post play. You can see perimeter play. You can have their guard oriented teams. They're just different. Um, but there's still challenges in, in securing more sponsors and secu- in, in getting a better television deal and distribution. What do you think are the, are the next hurdles that the league needs to get over to continue to, to, to push its way into the mainstream? I think, I, I, of course, you know, the first is league pass. I know, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll have games – I think there was a game last week. Um, I think there was a Mystics game, and it was on the app for Wednesday. And people were like, okay, we're going to watch it. And then it wasn't there. Um, so I just think them working with their app is going to uh, make things a lot better. I know I know it's hard to try to find, you know, that linear, um, that linear lane right now. But at least if you can at least work on that, get to get um, people to get on that app and watch, it's going to be fine. Even 
I know they have the replays of the game, but people want to watch it live. Nobody want to watch a recap two hours after the game is over. Uh, I think I think also they need to tap into what well, they're starting to uh, tap into these these girls that are playing now, like the ones that got drafted these last two years. Uh, a lot of them now, I mean. You know, I mean, I, I relate more, but they're wearing lashes, they're wearing mm-hmm. you know, nails and makeup, and you're just like, how are they playing on the court with these nails? They're working it too. They're working, <laughs> they it. working it. Yes. So you know, I think I think if the league just markets that and taps into that more, I think um, that will open up a lane for uh, girls and women who didn't think that that was possible. Uh, make that possible and people are making their own styles out of that so I think the style of the style off court um, should be should be the biggest thing but also the the biggest thing that they have an issue with is marketing they're not marketing the league the the way it should be and the fact that fans can sometimes have better ideas is just crazy I mean you can see it now even with the jersey it came out but then everybody's like, oh, I want to get a jersey. But then now, you know, it's some, something just falling through. The, you know, the, the fever jersey that people wanted, uh, it, it was advertised to, oh, come sign up and get this. But then people was like, well, we never got an email for it. So I think overall, and I will, and I will, and I will say, I know with Nike, it's not their fault when it comes to canceling orders because they're known for doing that. Nike's is known for canceling orders. <laughs> so um, that's not their fault, but I just think overall just marketing. I mean, I wish there was a commercial about advertising when the game tomorrow would start. I mean, just as simple as that. Yeah. You as have four games that. tomorrow, four games yeah. on Friday, and I have not seen a single date or time on an ESPN. I have seen more commercials on ESPN about the documentary. Exactly, yeah. Uh, that they're doing on last season than they, than they are about this upcoming season. And I, my biggest problem when you talk about marketing is the presentation of women's sports as social responsibility. Like watching them is an act of social justice, not mm-hmm. good sports. Exactly. We don't talk about just how, you know, we just did this thing with Russell Westbrook and all all praise to Russ for doing what he did, breaking Mm -hmm. these numbers. But in 2019, Elena Deladon goes 50, 40, 90. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Nobody's talked. Nobody really talked about that. You have um, Brianna Stewart, who comes back from a torn Achilles and wins MVP, takes the team to championship. And we we worried about Kevin Durant, and he's missed all these games coming off of his Achilles. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but if we're going to applaud this story and say Kevin Durant, what he endured, and he took this whole season off, Brianna Stewart didn't have that luxury, and she didn't get. She's not getting thirty million dollars to do it either. I mean, mm-hmm. so I think that there's this lack of understanding and translation of the story of that the struggle physically, mentally, skill wise is the same. It's mm-hmm. the same. And I, I think that that's my biggest problem with the presentation. Yeah. And I, and even now that I'm thinking about it, Sabrina Ineski, I mean, she was on the network when she was at Oregon. And even in the Liberty, she was the most marketable player. And now it's just kind of like, okay, throw it away. Like, yeah. and I'm just like. No one's talked about her at all. Yeah. It's a storyline right there. You know, okay. She got injured the, her third game in, you know, and it's like, 
I feel like everybody just forgot about her. You know, I'm like, bring bring her back, you know, bring her name back. She can be some, I mean, everybody was crazy about her jersey sold out when she got drafted. People wanted her jersey. So I'm like, y'all, this, this could have been the main point. So marketing has to, marketing has to change because it's no way that even people who were like, oh yeah, I don't even watch the WNBA, but I don't even know. Where? A game. Yeah, I didn't even know where the game was. I want to support, but I don't know where it is. And I was like, it's hard for people who are avid fans or really invested into the league to try to push it. That's what sometimes I just kind of like hold off a bit because I don't want to be pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And then I get casual fans to finally you know, convert them or, or, and, and then they'll be like, okay, so what's next? <laughs> you know, I don't, that made me look bad. So, you know, I think once we get that marketing together, it's going to, it's going to change a lot. Start with the commercial. I mean, that's so simple. Yeah, just just give me basketball. And I yeah, think exactly. the, these women want to be treated like basketball players. That's what they are. They are ballers. And mm-hmm. you know that that, I mean, if you treat it like the event that it is, and we saw this also with the women's NCAA tournament. And it got better ratings than the men's tournament. Highest ratings it had in, in a number of years. And with mm-hmm. less, what you would say, star you know, um, quotient around the country, but people were tuned in because the games were better. And that's just, that's just the quality of play was better. And I think that you're going to, you know, that the level now that WNBA is at, yes, there are some teams that struggle, but there's teams that struggle in every league. But I think overall from top to bottom, you can't go through a single team and not identify its franchise player. They're right there for you. There are recognizable names on every team. Definitely are. Definitely are for every single team. <laughs> um, let's go to the on the court stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And this year, uh, it seems again that the top four teams are going to be, you know, Vegas and Seattle certainly at the top. Um, the West is still stacked again. Uh, Phoenix will certainly be in the mix um, as well. The East has had this struggle for the last couple of seasons the team that I'm really interested in, I know everybody looks at Chicago because they they got Candace Parker and they've got, you know, some great point guard play. They have a lot of depth and it's exciting, but Washington, if Washington is healthy, if your mystics are healthy, you're getting an MVP back. You got great play post play. You got perimeter play. That's a team that was a championship team two seasons ago. And the mystics, I, I would say even in, the 20 I said the 2018 season that was a that was a wild season because uh what happened uh it, it was so just so many factors of the schedule like you know it was that condensed schedule and um yeah there was it was the condensed schedule and like the forfeit with the playing game with the aces and all that stuff and they still managed to go through to the finals through all of that and then managed to uh, win the finals the next season. And I feel like nobody's talking about, like nobody's talking about what, I mean, what they could have done. Uh, I mean, of course the, the layoff and then the storm winning it kind of delayed and pushed everything back. But I mean, they, they have cloud Elena. Um, you're getting Tina Charles, like, you know, that's like a good front court right there. And then you have Ariel Atkins, which is like really one of the, one of the, um, you know, greatest court. I'm not I say greatest of all time, but you know, it's one of the right now, one of the really great point guards that I mean, <laughs> nobody 
really knew when Mike Tebow took her at six mm-hmm. or seven um, that, you know, she was going to be that great. So, but you know what? I like the little underdog role. Just hype up everybody else. and Because, I mean, that's how it was when they won. You know, nobody thought, the, nobody thought the Misses were going to win that and take that. Nobody thought the, the Sun and the Misses were going to be in that finals. So, you know, that that that's sleep. You know, I like that. I'm sure they like, they like that, too. Would you, would you would you say that I think Washington makes the finals if they're healthy? That's my fault. Healthy, yes. I think I think if they're healthy, uh, I know they were struggling a little bit in the preseason, but I mean, Atlanta's not there. Um, and of course, you know, the team has to jail. Um, team does look good, I mean, though, in the preseason. She has. She's looked really good. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of how well they're going to gel. Um, I mean, the fact that they were able to go to at least get an eighth spot uh, last year with all, with everything they went through. They had no cloud, no Elena. Christy um, went to L.A. Yep. And then Ariel Powers went down. So the, the fact that Mike Tebow was able to get them to even get an eighth spot and and almost win. It was for Shea Petty winning that <laughs> in that game winner, which was poetic justice. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have trust in my Tebow, and I think they'll get it done. I I I, I would have to see first. Um, take my bias out. I don't think I don't see them at the finals right now, um, but I can definitely see them getting there. My, my Chicago, on. <laughs> do you give Chicago the edge because of um, just they are a little bit more um, gelled already as a group? And Candace just slides in. There's, it's not exactly. like it's an adjustment to add Candace Parker. She knows how exactly. to, to join this team. She's yeah, she slides in. I think I think I think Chicago has been that team that has been steady building. They remind me. They remind me of the Mystics um, that between that like 2017 to 2019 run, because um, I think even with Amber Stocks as the head coach at that time, they, you can still tell that something was there, even though they just missed the playoffs. And then when Wade, uh, Coach Wade came in, he just kind of continued to build that. Uh, so I think I think of Diamond Shields and 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 everybody. Like it's it's going to be they're going to be a really fun team. I I mean I I would like to see them go to the finals because I do think that they deserve it. Um, and the Shields is definitely one of my favorite players. So she, she looks healthy too, and that was important. Right. She's not on any minutes restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, they've seen she seems to be running at full speed and and attacking mm-hmm. things. So yeah, she's such a key part of that team, and I think that they they're going to defend very well. And just to watch how Courtney Vandersloot has gotten better over the last two years, because she was really kind of just just a passer for a long time. And she now was. she's rounded out her offensive game. She has. Um, yeah, just her couple with Allie, you know, it, <laughs> oof, it's, it, it's going to be like, because, you know, Allie still got it, you know, behind the arc. So uh, just looking at her and just, just looking at what um, – they're going to provide. I think Azure will definitely also be a key part to the team too. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do. I, I mean, right now that's like one of my, my picks to win it all. I, I want to see it happen. When you look at New York, Connecticut, um, Indiana, they all seem to, I was surprised most by Indiana's draft. Mm-hmm. I just, it didn't make sense to me. Not that the talent that they picked was bad, but it was just the positions that they took. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like 
of those three, Indiana, even though they, they got talent, they're going to struggle the most of that group. Uh, what, what's your thought there? I think so, too. Uh, I think I think Marion Stanley is still trying to get get back into the, I guess, the full control of, of being a coach. I mean, you know, she was an assistant you know, at, uh, for Washington for a minute, but um I, I don't know. I think I think I think she I think she's just trying to in the front office is trying to go through some type of building process. I don't know. It may work. I don't know. I mean, I I, I mean, I trust Tamika um, with, with this. Uh, I feel like she knows what she's doing and it might be something behind the scenes that we don't know. I mean, again. Mike Tebow picked Ariel Atkins and nobody thought <laughs> nobody thought that that would be a thing, but she ended up winning a, a title in her second season, also along with Myesha Hines Island. So, I mean, look, you never know how things may shape up, but I do. Th- but of course, I think the talent wise, they weren't on the level of the Mystics. So mm-hmm. um, it, they're young, you know, they just have to, it's going to work through it. Um, I, I think the front office would just have to, uh, trust them and work through it. And, you know, I, I can see it. I can see it being a, a good team in maybe the next three years. Um, they have, they ha- I think they have to splash, land a splash, like with the uh, free agency, getting a big name um, because they don't really have like, a, I mean, they have T.R. McCowan, but like, I mean, other than that, like you don't have Candace Dupree there right. anymore. So, you know, they don't really have that big name. So I think that's what they need. And then they have to build around and build around that player. Um, New York trying to get back to relevancy. Um, injuries last year certainly hurt them on the bubble. Um, this year, are they, do they have a chance to be a noisemaker? I, I, you know, they're not going to win a championship this year, obviously, but um, are they, are they, can they make some noise? They can. Um, I, I think I think they'll be exciting when when Sabrina. I'm not really sure her timetable though. I'm not sure mm-hmm. she, what, what what that's going to happen with her. But I mean, you have the the vocal leader of Lasia Clarendon. So um, I just think I think if they can buy into that, um, lean onto that veteran play a little bit, I think they'll be fine. Um, I don't. <laughs> I would say the lowest I'll see them at eight, <laughs> but I just think that I think they just have more. They need more time to build. And then, you know, Asia Dara being out, I feel really bad for her um, because, you know, she she hasn't been able to really play um, to her potential as well. So yeah, I think I, 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 that's another thing. It's another waiting period, but in a different way for New York. Um, you know, with Indiana, it's kind of like, okay, let's just see how this gels. But with New York, it's like injuries, key injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, I think I would say hopefully if Asia can get over the, in the COVID, um, her COVID battle and she gets back and Sabrina, I think, I, I think, I think it'll be a, a good one. I think also they need another, another big name too. Um, but I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing New York build uh, a, a build together without a without a big name because it's, it's possible that that can you know be a thing too you know there's been teams that have benefited through the draft I mean I'm gonna go off topic but look at the Warriors look at the Warriors did they built through the draft and they kept going higher and higher and then they you know they got the level of dominance when Steph Curry got over that ankle injury but 
um, I wouldn't mind seeing New York do that. So, yeah. And when you, you look at Atlanta, a team that made a lot of, was very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Yet, you know, out of nowhere challenger for rookie of the year that people didn't expect. And then you have just, they were an exciting team. And then all the things that happened in this offseason, like you said, changing ownership, changing the head coach, adding new players. It, but it just still feels like Atlanta is in a weird place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I, it just seems like a lot of. I just feel like it's just a lot of everything, just on the team. I don't see. I don't. I don't see like. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An identity. Yeah, identity. I don't. I don't really see the identity right now. I just see just a lot of players on one team. Um, it's just like you know, you can pinpoint kind of on other teams like what who's gonna do what. Um, but I I don't I just don't see that right now. And there's also a lot of personalities on that team. So I will be very interested to see how that plays out. Um, but I don't. I I, I think. <sighs> I don't want to sound like like that person, but I do think that it'll be a lot of ball hogging on the team. I'm just just looking at this looking that at potential's there. That it's potential's there. there. It's there. I see it. But I mean, hey, I want. I just want to see. I just want to see how how it looks. I think that's probably the most mysterious team from for me out of everybody. Because at least with everybody else, you kind of know what you're getting. Right. You know, New York with the with the youth and Indiana just trying to grow through it. And everybody else is like big three is kind of already solidified. But like when it comes to Atlanta, and it's I not might really even, a pecking order. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I might even I might can even throw that out with the Sparks right now, too. But I but think the Sparks are a little bit more established in their rotation. Yeah, they're more established. Yeah, they're yeah. More established. But yeah, Atlanta is definitely. They're, they're definitely like that mysterious, that mysterious team. It's um, be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Dallas. They mm-hmm. they added a ton of talent, and of course they had the number one pick. And they are again a team that's trying to build something uh, in Dallas. Um, how much does Charlie uh, Collier come in and make a difference to them in year one? Yeah, I think I think when she. When she was at Texas, she was definitely like that strong, emotional player. Um, and it showed on the court. I love that about her. So I think she's going to bring that grit to the team, a uh, couple with Arike. So um, I think I, I think I think that duo is going to work. Um, just kind of seeing how Arike plays and how Charlie plays, uh, that front court is definitely going to be. Um, it's, it's going it has room for growth. Um, because you know the the sky, the Skyler and Liz the duo's not there anymore. Um, but I do think like give that a couple of years that can I won't say be on that level, but I think it'll definitely match up and give them that chance to get over that hump. Because you know I mean even last year without her the Wings had a chance to get in if they had just beaten the Mystics. So um, that's also another team I'm kind of like interested to see how that how that looks as well um yeah it feels like they have to like defense is going to be the thing that they need to figure out uh in dallas yeah. because that transition mm-hmm. 
every one of them can score. I mean, and, and, you know, your their main, but that transition from college defense to professionals playing that it's that's I think that's their biggest issue in just trying to figure out how they're going to be consistent on that end of the floor night in and night out. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that I think that'll be one of the one of the biggest things. So again, like like you said, they can they can score, um, they can put up points, but the defense will definitely have to be worked on. But I think I just think you work her more in the paint. Um, I think she because she's going to be going a lot against a lot of strong big men. <laughs> so I think I think having that for fresh out the gate is going to uh, help her. Um, it may not look the greatest in her first year, but I think her just constantly going against those big those um those big um big men. She's she's gonna she's gonna learn from that and she'll get stronger herself and then that will help everybody else. Go to Phoenix. And Phoenix has all the star power in the world, but Diana Taurasi is going to be 40, basically 39. Sue Bird is 40. Diana's 39. Um, Brittany Griner coming off of missing the the bubble, basically stayed for one game and then left. Um, Mm -hmm. And and hey, I understand mental health issues. So if that's what she needed to do, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But again, you took a year off there. So there's a a, a getting back into that and Skylar uh, Diggins, all the, there's, there's just a lot to like, but it seems like it's also fragile that if something goes wrong, it could go really bad in Phoenix. Yeah. um, I I wouldn't say it would go really, really bad. I mean, relative to expectation. Right. right, Yeah. I, yeah, I, I feel you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can, I can see that that happening. Um, because when I, I guess when I, I mean, I'm not really worried too worried about Diana. I mean, I, I mean, I, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know. But I mean, she looked. I mean, physically, she was so strong was last year. Good. Yeah, she was like really Sue, good. Like Sue, she kind of outplayed. You know, yeah. she outplayed Sue definitely because you know he saw Sue on the sideline um, a lot. So um, I. I I, I, I won't have the biggest issue with with Diana, um, or either Skyler. Um, I don't. I only see the big issue. I think. Yeah. I think the big. I think that my biggest issue, well, not issue, but the person that I'm looking at would be, uh, would be Brittany. Um, but I mean, they they have. I mean, they have. They have the pieces around around them though to kind of make it happen. I actually need to relook at their roster. They kind of been under the radar a little bit, but um. <laughs> um yeah, but I, I I see I see them I see them putting up really uh, a really good fight and be pretty good throughout this season. But of course, everybody knows that those three going to be the big expectation for for that roster. But Derek Fisher got a lot of work to do in LA. Um, it's a good team. It's a good team, but they should be better. I I thought that they underperformed a bit last year. Um, relative to what they have on the roster. Um, what did you think of their offseason and what do you think of their prospects this season? Yeah, oh man, I don't that I think out of all the teams, I don't know, I guess, what the final team is going to look like because they have a lot of great talent. Um, I don't know. That's probably going to be the most one of the most brutal ones, I think, for me, um, because there's just so much great talent on that team. 
But I think I think overall, um, that's another kind of like, what are they gonna look like? Cause I don't want to be that person again. But you know, I think I just think I think there could be room for improvement for coaching just overall. But I I don't know. I, I, with that type of talent on the team, I just think. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm almost like a sit back and wait and see type of person, but I just don't, I don't think the direction of, of how they're coached is you can't really see their identity either. I don't was, like uh, Derek Fisher as a coach. <laughs> I try and I try, I try, I try. I, I never like to just write somebody off early. I kind of want to wait, <laughs> but after seeing two seasons, I'm just kind of like, I, I think they, it, they need, it, it's, they need a more smoother uh, approach to, to the coaching because it's just it's the little decisions. It just kind of makes it, it makes or breaks you. So I just think, I don't know. Then you have, and then you, you know, you have a lot of veteran players on that team now. So it's just like, if it don't work, how are they going to look at you? You know, because <laughs> you already saw uh, Parker's expressions towards him. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's. I don't think he can ever live the, those decisions down. I don't understand how you can go back to that team and you benched Candace Parker at a critical moment. You lost that game, and he hasn't shown any. He has no record of success anywhere other than to say, "I was on a team where other people made me better." Because like, it's not like even his professional player bona fides are that legitimate. You know what I mean? Like he was a solid role player, but it's not like he walks in the door and you go, Ooh, that's Derek Fisher. It just doesn't work like that. And I, I just have never seen him not with the Knicks, not with, you know, not with the, the Sparks command a huddle to be where people look at him and, and have that same kind of relationship that a Bill Lambeer has had with his teams over the years, or, you know, those guys, or Tebow in, in Washington, you don't see that relationship building for Derek Fisher. Yeah, you don't. Um, and that that's very important. You know, we have to make sure that even though you're the coach, you need to make sure that your, that your players are on board. I mean, look at off topic, look what happened, you know, with the, with the Pacers, you know, they, they're like, yeah, I don't rock with you, homie. <laughs> like, and it's and it's it's apparent, you know. I don't think that they would do that, but in 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 um in LA, but it's it's apparent, you know, <laughs> that you know it's just the, the connection is just it's it's not it's not there. I saw a better connection with um with Agler, so. Uh, the Laker the the Lakers Sparks relationship. They have to stop trying to make the Sparks the Lakers. I think that just stop doing that. Let them be what they are and stop trying to throw former Lakers on the bench and do it that way. It's not necessary. And and especially because I think that I would love to see the Lakers who, if you're going to, if you're going to keep riding Kobe's connection with the WNBA and you want to support women, get a women, get a woman coach and like get a woman on the sidelines because I know that there has to be somebody qualified. A woman has to be there's, there are plenty of women coaches who would love that opportunity who just aren't getting them. Exactly. I, it, I would love to see that. Like you said, you know, I never even thought about that too. I would love to see a, a, a woman coach coaches. Yeah. Coaches sparks. I mean, just even, just even looking back on like Lisa Leslie's years, Michael Cooper, 
Yeah, exactly. But if you even flip that, if you saw, I feel like it would have been really dope to see a woman coaching her. You know, so they need that (laughs) across the board. That's another thing. The WNBA should be doing more to develop women coaches because it's still wrong, in my opinion. And having covered a college level and the NBA and all that, the majority of coaches for women's basketball are are men. It's it is a problem that and, and we keep getting the justification of, well, we're hiring the best coach available. Well, why? Why are we assuming again that the best coaches are men? It, it. and I'm not saying that to be to, to kiss anybody's ass. I just firmly believe I've been around women coaches enough to know that it's it is not it has nothing to do with their gender as to reasons why they're not getting these jobs. Right. And I think I think what as you mentioned earlier, what can the W do to to make to make a bet off the court? Yeah. Woman. I mean, I'm I still say to this day, I am team Amber Stocks all day. I think she deserves another uh, another another chance because I I love I love Coach Wade. I do. But I think she was prematurely fired. I think she was. Um, I really thought that if she came back, that team would have still made um, the the playoffs. Um, But. Also, too, um, uh, Pokey. I think I think she deserves another chance. I mean, because Indiana, they were just stale anyway, you know, since they won their championship. I just think that she, if she was in another position, or even if it's like a front office position, I, I think I think she can put together talent. You know, it might not have to be in the coaching, but she can be front office. You know, it's just like there's names out there that could really make some noise and put some things together. Um, it's not always men all the time. Yeah, it, it bothers Like, I love the fact that Cynthia Cooper is coaching at an HBCU and is, is doing a good job there. But the fact that she never had an opportunity to sit on the bench in the WNBA, even as an assistant, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Because we see in men's basketball, guys go from the, the play court to the broadcast booth to the to the to coaching. Steve Nash, Derek Fisher, Steve Kerr. You go down the list of guys who just got their Doc Rivers opportunities two, three years after they stopped playing. And you've got legends in women's basketball who, when their career ended, there was nowhere for them to go. Exactly. Lisa Leslie's coaching the big three. And again, more power to Lisa Leslie if that's all she wants to do. But why has nobody said, Lisa, come in for an interview? We'd love to talk to you about even a developmental position to talk, to work with our post players, to, to, to teach defense, do something. Nobody's making these calls. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't understand the uh, disconnect. <laughs> and there's even, and there's, I mean, even Tisha, you know, I don't know. One of the that, most gifted minds. That the one right there. T- Tisha is like, she's championing that league so hard. And I love her. And I'm just like, I want to see her. I mean, she should. I mean, when I was covering the Mystics, she'd be at the games. Just there. I'm like, bro, like give her a call. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just so confused. And I'm not trying to make it seem like, you know, they have to. The WBA has to. But because of how the dynamic is with the WBA, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, I would say a sorority. 
You know, it's like they, they, you know, it's like they were there, they had mm-hmm. their time, but they're still coming back to support them. And it's a, you can feel the difference um, with them and the W and the NBA. You can just, it, I mean, I know it's smaller, of course, but that connection between the, the past and the present, you can feel it. And I'm just like, why don't y'all capitalize on that? Because they're going to want to learn from, from them because they set that standard and that's what will help the league grow even more. You know, there's just, just a lot of things that they seem to think about. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Because I think that is something um, that the league struggles with too, is, is promoting those older players because we're still talking about, like I said, it's just 25 years. These women, these are women who are just in their 50s. Who exactly. were at the, they're not old women. They're, they're just in their 50s. They're around. You know, Teresa Weatherspoon down here in Louisiana working with the Pelicans. Yeah. Swin Cash working with the Pelicans. Uh, we had, uh, <laughs> uh, for a long time, uh, what was it? Oh, why am I forgetting her name? Uh, another um Great. I'll remember it in a second, but there's just a number of women who have come through on the NBA side now, and they're getting oh, more opportunities. Not Becky. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, coached in Dallas and uh, um, coached the Mavericks summer league team before Becky did the the Spurs. And I, yeah. it's just his name is just slipping out of my head, and it's really bothering me right now. Um, uh, it, it'll hit me in a second when I least expect it. But um, yeah, that just that's something that I think that we don't see a Tina Thompson enough. We don't see um, Cheryl enough. We don't see um, those players who kind of define the league for a number of years. It bothers me that Dawn Staley, I love what Dawn is doing at South Carolina, but Dawn was, should be coaching in the WNBA and that those resources, because no one sells the game as hard as Dawn Staley does. No one sells the game as hard as Teresa Weatherspoon does. Nobody loves the game as much as these people do and you don't have your best advocates selling your product. On the men's side, they'll wheel out, and Bill Russell's still doing commercials for the NBA. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's still doing commercials for the NBA. But where are the women? Where are the women exactly. who are here 20 years? Exactly. And I think and I think that that would have been a great commercial idea. Instead of showing B-roll of older games, I think they should have done something. I mean, COVID, safe, of course, but they could have done something um, to incorporate older players and newer players. I mean, they're all still alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like they playing back in a Wilt Chamberlain era. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're all still here. And they're doing stuff. They're active on Instagram. You see them everywhere. Like so, the Ruthie Boltons, Pam McGee, give me all. I don't care. Give them to me. Bring they, them. They should have done something. They should have done something with that. Like put put them like have them walking up to each other or something. I mean, they could have done something just to promote that. Just say like, look, we're 25 years old, but 25 is not that long ago. Like, <laughs> I mean, people ago. forget that 96 Olympic team, which was the impetus for all this. That that was the most one of the most famous basketball teams of all time. That women's team was more popular than they the men's team round. in '96. Yes, they had Atlanta. them around everywhere, like sister, sister. I mean, I have sister, sister on right now. But like just looking at Tia about to take that internship with the with the league, and you see them on Martin. You see them on like uh, even um, uh, her name is slipping my mind. She was on Living Single. Um, Queen Latifah. No, no, no. Basketball player. <laughs> she slipped my mind. She's oh, uh, Cheryl Miller. 
Yeah, Cheryl Miller. Like, even she didn't even go to the league, but she was still having she coached. Her she Cheryl coached. coached. She coached. But just even just just championing her, like, is this somebody who didn't even make it to the, to the, the just the marketing? Well, even like I know there was a a, a, um, a segment. I think it was on the jump, and Snoop Dogg. He was just like, "Yeah, I'm taking Show Miller on my team." But she didn't even play in the league, you know, for all time. So it's just like even that, even somebody who wasn't even in the league is getting marketed better. So I'm like, why can't y'all do? Why can't y'all do that? A for the present players, but even just still try to make that connection because it's the gap is so small. Twenty five, twenty five years is is. You know, the, you got parents older than their children. Twenty-five year gap, so y'all can find a way. To I mean, legit, twenty-five years. That's ninety-six is when Kobe came into the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's Kobe's rookie year. So if that's the, if you put that as the lens, we're not, we don't act like Kobe's career started in the distant past. Exactly. You know, so Tim Duncan going into Hall of Fame. That's not the distant past. Exactly. So why are we treating like it's almost as if the first 10 to 12 years of the WNBA don't exist because you don't because look, I get the, that the rock that the um, the Comets don't exist anymore. And that's wrong. There should be a team in Houston. But that's a four time championship team. We should be talking about that team. Yeah. I don't care that You're the Charlotte thing. David Stern has David Stern has done. He's done. A, he's done an excellent job uh, uh, championing that championing that league to come in. I mean, <laughs> I remember Charlotte Sting, the Miami Soul, like he's all these teams that Magic. I miss Orlando Magic, Orlando uh, Miracle. Yeah, I mean, there were. There, I there there. I think that there's an opportunity to talk about those things and, and bring those back into the spotlight this year yes. because a lot of good things happened. I mean, we don't even talk about Shamika Holesclaw. And I know Shamika's career Listen. didn't end up where we thought it might. Yes. She was on the cover of Slam Magazine. Um, and I got I was fortunate that I got to see her play when she was in Tennessee, both of mm-hmm. the Meeks. Um, but yeah, again, where's, where's she in these discussions? That's one of the 10 greatest women players I ever saw. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember and watching the pitch a lot about- <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> even even talking about uh Detroit, I mean that's two championships up there. Literally. Where's Cheryl that, Ford? Where we talk we, nobody's talking about Cheryl Ford. Nobody I that's mean, we, true. You know that's, yep, that's true. hmm It's a lot. It's a lot. But you know what? We wanna just try to make it happen. That's right. You know? But that's <laughs> the fact that you and I are talking about this and and it's just these are rolling off the top of our heads, that's good though. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because at least we're in a position to say, oh, then you need to be talking about this because then we can drive that discussion. Hopefully we can keep bringing that up. Yes, that's what needs to happen. The discussion. That's, like, that's what I was saying earlier. You know, everybody's like, hold on, wait a minute. You know, this needs to be talked about. Um, I'm just glad that. You know, this group of people are starting to talk about it and not just you know, letting it slide. Um, but again, of course, social media definitely has um that saying I, I also like the fact i mean i'm 27 i was two <laughs> i was two when it came out so i didn't know who any of these players were but the but you learned i didn't know who exactly. you know, we, when i came up i didn't know who wilt chamberlain was i had to figure that out i had to learn about it that's and exactly. i think that that's what leagues have to do that's how you keep people involved is that continuum you know you have exactly. to know who the who the greats were because in anything, if you're doing music, if you're writing, whatever, you need to know who the greats right. are in your field. 
it's like a sample, you know, you sample, you sample a song, you know, it'd be 20, it came out last year, but you're sampling a song. I mean, you know how many times, you know how many times songs has been sampled over and over, between the sheets has been sampled over and over and over Look, again. Look, <laughs> James Brown is still making money long after his exactly. death after all the songs getting sampled with his beats. Exactly. So it's just, it's just, it's the same way. Use that sample of the past and just keep integrating it into the league. It's not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Three more teams to hit on. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Sylvia Files. I think she's just just one. Uh, just you know, ever since she was at LSU, I've been watching her and just mm-hmm. just an outstanding player. And um, her doing it this many years in the league. But that Minnesota team, I mean, you know, the losses that they've had, you know, losing Maya and having her leave to, to again, Maya Moore. Look, do me, her thing. That's, she a, got- <laughs> that's a hero. That's a, that is a hero. That is a modern, exactly. like somebody who said, I'm going to give up this to do something more. And mm-hmm. as far as, look, she didn't have to help. She didn't have to prove nothing on the court. <laughs> Nothing to prove on the court. First ballot Hall of Fame or walk in the door. <laughs> but still, you, you can't just replace her. And exactly. um, it's just, I think that Minnesota is a good team, but not a great team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be hard to um, it's going to be hard to rebuild that. I mean, you had Maya, Simone. Uh, Rebecca, you know, Rebecca is not uh, always talked about either. Um, but when Lindsay Whalen, I mean, it's just that 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 team, even over day when she was on a team and didn't win a championship, like it's going to be hard to kind of get the identity back. But I mean, they, but they, they're going to have good players. I think I think I think the the energy is going to be a lot more faster. Um so I think I think with all those veteran players, you know, they were they were kind of going, they, they were playing slower, but they were still getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think the I think the Lynx are going to have a speed. I mean, Ariel Powers is a dog, like she's an absolute dog. Then you got K Mac. I mean, this is you have you have really good players that's going to have that kind of gritty. Uh, that that gritty toughness. Oh, so you don't want to play them. You don't want to play them at all. So I I think I think we want to see a new type of style and new type of identity with um with the links. And I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm, I'm excited about that one. I think people just have to kind of have to if people kind of get away from the from the Maya phone. I mean, it's gonna be hard. Yeah. Um, get away from the Maya Moore um the Maya Moore Lindsay Whalen on that era. Um, let's embrace it. I think they'd be fine. So we've got the two teams that are at the top of the league, Seattle, Vegas. I don't know where you have them. I think Seattle, um, you know, they get the benefit of the doubt. They have the best player in the league in Brianna Stewart. Mm-hmm. But I think Vegas has the mo- more talent than Seattle does. Um, I'm interested to see for Las Vegas how Liz uh, Cambage comes back and fits next to Asia because Asia Wilson did so well at center, mm-hmm. but Liz plays center. Exactly. And Bill Lambeer has basically said, we're going to go back to Liz at center, Asia at the four. I think uh, Dierica Hamby will be playing at the three sometimes, okay. but I, mm-hmm. I don't think he really wants to play her at the three too much. Um, that's probably their one weak spot is at the wing, but that, that, that team, it, this is supposed to be their time because they've missed out, been really close. They should be the, the champion this year. 
you they think? Should. Yeah, they should. Um, I mean, you know, they were it was in 2019, you know, they were almost <laughs> they were game away from going to the finals. They make the finals. You know, I mean, take, I hate to draw everything back to the Mystics, but that's what they did. You know, they were a game away when they lost to the eventual Lynx champion, made the finals, lost to the Storm. Next year, they made it. So I, I think they just have to get over that hump. And I think, you know, pending on if, um, you know, Liz comes through, I think they, they should, you know, they, they have it. And I also saw, I think I saw um, – a clip of Asia shooting a three. <laughs> she faded. So I'm like, look, if Asia can get that thing down, listen, they're gonna they're gonna be my champion. Um, I would love to see a Sky Aces. I'm sorry. That they do not disappoint. Sky Aces do not disappoint when it comes to games. And I would love to see that, especially with Candace Parker. Listen, I, I I'm yeah. I'm I'm like ready for that. And I think I think I would love to see Asia get a championship because she is she, I, I really think she's one of the most underrated players um anyway she's marketable you see her marketing but like when you see media they don't talk about her Mm-mm. they don't talk about her and i know and i know it's because of her connection unfortunately with don staley because don staley is that type of coach that nobody really want they don't really want to talk about because she's that one talking about how it is and i hate to say a lot of white media don't like her because no. she touched, she touched on them topics that they don't they they found uncomfortable, and I think that carried with, with how Dawn was at South Carolina and AJ was there. It carried to the league. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's connected to her. I'm good. So, you know, I really would like to see that. Oh yeah, she won the title at South Carolina and she turned around and got one in the W after being on a team that was originally in in, in Texas. So. I would love to see that happen. <laughs> if anybody's going to take down Brianna's MVP, it would be Asia. Definitely. Like, Definitely would. I, I don't know who else would be in position to do it. I don't know who are the other favorite. Maybe if Elena comes back and has a monster year, but I don't know if she's going to get the number. To, she has to put up the same numbers that she did before. And then with that back injury, I think mm-hmm. Elena will probably have nights that she doesn't play. Exactly. Yeah, I see. I, I see that happening. I definitely see that happening because there was a clip of her saying like um, I think she was with her wife in the car and she was asking to go at her back and she was just like was it worth it with that injury she was just like no (laughs) so you know I just feel I feel that I feel that she's going to be on the sidelines quite a bit that's probably also going to factor into how the Mystics play but um, yeah I definitely they're going to be really careful with her they're going to oh oh, yeah they're going to make sure that she's on that team she got a lifelong contract with that team, <laughs> but um, but yeah, they, I think yeah, I think I think um, I think the Aces are gonna they're gonna make some noise as they've always been doing. The the one thing I worry about with Seattle is are they are they too slow to defend? Because I think you know Sue is certainly slowing down. Brianna's great defender. Mm-hmm. Brianna's great defender, but. I, I, that's the one thing is, is, is are they good enough defensively this year? I, I think they take a step back on that end of the floor. Yeah. I think it was also, you know, Natasha Howard, you know, her not being there, she mm-hmm. was definitely one of their greatest um, uh, defensive players. Uh, and then, you know, she's, she's out for the season, unfortunately, she's not there anymore with Alicia Clark. So I just think, um, I think the offense is going to be there because, you know, Jewel Lloyd is a really good, really good player. But I, 
I yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't think that the stuff that they're gonna have um even last year, which actually surprised me that they it actually surprised me that they won it um won it last year. Um but I think I think like how you were saying with the wings, their defense seems to like improve. I think I think theirs will have to be that main one to to improve, especially with Sue slowing down. I don't know when her last year is gonna be, but um I think I think the storm will have to start focusing on the future. But I think out of I think out of all the teams, that has to be the team the most that needs to look ahead and start finding a replacement for for Sue. I think they've kind of been holding on to it. I think they've been kind of holding. I mean, they've made they made great moves. Mm-hmm. Um and again, the offense. You know, you have Kiana, Kiana there. She's, a, you know, she's a great offensive player. But I just think overall, like that's the team to me that they need to start looking. I think they need to start looking ahead next year and be like, look, this is who we got to get if we're going to stay relevant. Because once Sue is gone, it's just like, you know, we have Brianna, but other than that, it's just like who, who you know, who do you really, who do you really have? Right. Um, Everybody else, they kind of have their solidified players, and even though Diana is older too, it's kind of like I can see. I won't say she can be replaced, but I can see maybe like two or three bodies that can kind of make up for her at the same time because you know the the Mercury is, is in a good position, right? But yeah. the storm, the storm is just kind of like yeah, they, they gotta look, they kind of start looking for for people to kind of replace Sue's um, legacy. So you go on if you if you were picking finals today, you go Las Vegas, Chicago. I would. I would. Yeah, I think it's to me, it's either Las Vegas, Chicago or Las Vegas, Washington. That That's my thought today. I definitely want to mind that. I want to mind a Washington. I want to mind a Washington either. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that, you know, things will change certainly over the course of the season. But if, if I was guessing today, mm-hmm. um, MVP. I think we both say Asia Wilson there as would be the yes. favorite at this point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, rookie of the year. Would you say, uh, I think the three would either be the three favorites right now out of the gate would be Dijanae Carrington, um, of course, Charlie Collier and Jasmine Walker. Who would be, who do you think is going to take it out of that group? I would say, I would definitely, I would probably say Dijanae. I think I'll, I'll probably pick DJNA and then Arna Ray mentioned I'll probably go with Ari McDonald. You think, you think Ari will get a little, Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> but Ari's a bold player. You ain't got to tell her to, 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 to come out and make her, her presence felt. She's yeah. not not shy. So no, no, no. <laughs> if somebody would, if, as a dark horse, I could, I could absolutely see that. I could absolutely see that. Could Defensive see that. player of the year. Um, Asia, Brittany, um, Collier. Not Charlie um, in Minnesota. Uh, um, Nafisa. Oh, Nafisa. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I can, I, I can see Nafisa. You think Nafisa can pull it off? I can, I can see that happening. I think Brittany is a rep. I think we need to see her get back to it. Like she yeah. has, you know what I mean? Like I want to see what she it? looks like. She has it, but also I've noticed recently, I don't know if it's like, you know, maybe fatigue and stuff like that, but I've noticed players go by her and score. I've, I've noticed that. I'm just like, you know, I feel, I, I just feel like that, that Baylor, Brittany Griner, 
I just don't. I see flashes, but it's just not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yeah, if people that, that, that injured or what. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that you know, factor. That, play, yeah, you know. I mean, you know, players. Sorry, I know play like players. They don't disclose if they're in her or not, and if you know, they kind of still play through. Is that I, I don't want to cast that, but I've just noticed like I thought because of how she was, you know, how she played, like you know, she's unstoppable, and what she still is. But I, I did notice that players were able to score over her or score get by her to score. It's kind of um, like Joel Embiid at times, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. defensive skill, but when the mind isn't focused mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. like you just you're looking for more you know just that little bit more it's very good sometimes great yeah, but exactly. you expect it to be you want it your breath taken away by somebody with all those skills on the defensive end right exactly yeah that that level of supreme consistency um mm-hmm. out of her mm-hmm. um i wanted to get this one this would be the last one for you mm-hmm. if you were picking your all-time five for the WNBA over these 25 years. Two guards, two forwards, one center. Give it to me. Oh man. Okay. Um I would definitely uh oh goodness. And it's just your favorites. You don't have to say who the five best are, because I think that's a hard conversation to yeah. have. I don't like doing, you know, Mount Rushmore's because it's just not realistic. Right. But your five favorites, the five players that you would pick just for your entertainment. I would definitely um one pick uh Show Swoops. Love her game. Um I would definitely pick Lisa Leslie. Um let me see. I would let me see who's another one pick. Oh, I mean personally for me, I would definitely choose Elena. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um, let me see. Let me see two more. There's so many good Who's ones. Who's running point for you? Because you got swoops at the two, right? Or the three. You got swoops playing three or two? Oh, we are doing positions. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, you got to give me a five. You got to run them out there. You're right. You're right. Um... So it was Elaine at the four. You putting her at the as a as a, a long four. I put her as a four. And so you give us swoops at the three or the two. I put swoops at the three, and then Lisa's my five. So now you need a one and a two. Yeah, I need one and two. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. I would choose. Hey, the hard one. <laughs> I would choose. Um, sheesh. I might have put Diana. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Diana, though. You can't go wrong with Diana. So now you're um, the point. I need a point. Let me see. Hey. Sheesh. I don't know. Let me see. I don't think about this one. Give me, give, give me, give me a couple. When I choose one, it's hard to choose. All one. right, I'm gonna give me mine then. I will give you my five. Now, now, spoon is my is my point because I love spoon. Mm. That's my that's my that's my girl. I see her when I go yeah. see her at the Pelicans. Like I love me some spoon. I love talking to her. I love watching her. Nobody fought harder. 
Um, mm-hmm. at, at the two, I'm going with Coop. Okay. Uh, and then at the three, um, I had Diana. And then at the four, I had, um, I had, at the five, I had Lisa. And at the four, I had uh, Candace. That's, it was hard for me because I like I've seen so many. It's hard, but that, that's just where my gut went. I'm gonna go. All right, I'm gonna go. Maybe maybe a, a different pick. I might. I'm gonna choose Cappy. Cappy was. Cappy could play. I'm gonna choose Cappy. I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose. <laughs> she had attitude too. I like that. I love that. <laughs> I like that. She had edge. I like that. <laughs> Yes, a scrapper. Got a scrapper. Got to have a scrapper. Mm-hmm. That's why I love. I love scrappy points. Yep. Yeah. That's why I love Spoon because Spoon will get in there. Just. Mm-hmm. That's a dog. Mm-hmm. You want them dogs, and that's I love, your, Cappy, I love, Yeah. Cappy's a hell of I love, a. I, that's why I, that's why I love. I like. I just love like dog players. Like even like I'm a Wizards fan. Like I love seeing Russ. You know, just play. I just love. I just love that dog mentality. Even in football, like rough football. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just, I like that. And this shows me that, like, you love what you do, but it's like a by any means necessary. Like, I'm gonna get this, <laughs> and that's 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 like that's why that's yeah, it's definitely why I like Cappy. Yeah, there there are people that I, I like as basketball players. And then there's something that makes you special as a competitor. And just basketball happens to be the place where you let out all your competitive energy. And mm-hmm. those are the people that, even if they're not the greatest player you ever saw, mm-hmm. if they compete for 48 minutes or 40 minutes, however, you know, those are the ones that, yeah, I gravitate to as well. I love that. Right. Um, tip off four games tomorrow, the 25th season. Um, I think it's going to be a great one. And I, I, Jazz, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and talking uh, with me about uh, the hoops. Thank you so much. This is great. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Good. So then <laughs> hopefully later this season, you'll come back. We'll talk some more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tell the folks how they can follow you and check out what you're doing. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, uh, Jasmine D underscore Brown, uh, Instagram, J Danielle Brown, and follow Highlight Her do that because we post some dope stuff and we'll be doing a lot of WBA stuff so be on the lookout for that all right uh y'all know how to find me on twitter and instagram at dm grub and the website www.hitpwithdg.com check out the store as well as some dope merchandise there for you so until the next time for jasmine brown i am david grub and this has been on the bank. On the bank.